Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Film Aspect. This is the show where we talk all things film, of course, and we are your hosts. My name is Aaron, and what is your name? My name is Brian. <laughs> Always so anonymous. Um, so today we're going to be talking about, uh, what are we talking about? Loki, which, did you finish it? Yeah. Um, you finished it, he's got some thoughts. Jurassic Part 3. <laughs> In Jurassic Part 3, we just missed its uh, its anniversary last week, but I can't even believe that. It's 20, uh, 20 years old. I think Jurassic Park 3 was the last ever video that I bought. Yeah. I think. I, I think. So that came out 2001. Um, but yeah, so we I gave that <laughs> a rewatch. Used to, there, there was a point, I wouldn't say it was my favourite, ever my favourite, because I was obsessed with the first one. But um, yeah, thoughts. We'll get into them. Um, but first of all, before we get into the, the main subject of the day, we're going to go over to the world of film just to see what's been going on. And there's been some stuff happening. Would you want to, would you want to start on? I think the biggest uh, thing to come out of this week is that Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over the simultaneous uh, theatrical and streaming release of Black Widow. What do you make of this? I mean, she's entirely entitled to if she's if they've breached the contract and she's had a loss of earnings because I'm fairly certain they threw a big bunch of money at Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins to mm-hmm. do it simultaneously or just to have it on HBO Max to make up for what they would have made on like box office revenue so yeah so a lot because a lot of these people like that are as big as Scarlett Johansson will be making percentages of the box office yeah and do you think then, because this is kind of like possibly a grey area for cinema now, because it's kind of new, but do you think that the streaming money is just going straight into like Disney's pocket instead? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think there, there won't have been time to renegotiate contracts for this release because it happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, and there's no fucking chance Disney are like, oh, here's some of the money we made, by the way, just to keep you uh, seat. No way. Yeah, it seems fair enough then, but <laughs> I wonder, I suppose, like, do you think she would have done this had this come out, um, you know, five, ten years ago, like, midway through her career with the whole thing? Hmm, doubtful. Or do you, do you think it's because she knows now, like, she's done with the, well, with the whole thing? Yeah, she's definitely done that. She's, I mean, she's a big enough name. She doesn't need Disney or any of the, you know, the companies sort of under the Disney umbrella. She can go and make movies for whoever she wants or never make a movie again if she so desires. Sort of thing, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough to her. Um, next up, we had uh, David Ayer posting some stuff about his version of the Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad since DC Suicide Squad is out this week, which we'll be talking about next week, and it's getting really well reviewed. He put out a tweet uh, captioned, My Turn, and it's about three pages of the... Uh, uh, I mean, what do you what, what do you want to call it? I don't really. Well, like, I'm going on to like the main tweet, the tweet that he's yeah uh, quoted here. Uh there's um someone said something about. Well, here's something I didn't expect to write. I really love the Suicide Squad, and then someone else said a nice reminder that David Ayer is really one of the worst, the very worst studio filmmakers in a long time. <laughs> and then this guy said, many times while watching the new movie, I thought, yeah, David Ayer should just abandon the idea of, of that director's cut. So obviously he's not like that. He's quote tweeted it, said my turn, talked about how, talked about 
fighting to become a uh, you know thinking he was going to go to jail having a kind of rough upbringing which it's a, it, it's kind of like a lot of that before just been like i put my life into suicide squad you know there's like one uh, like one paragraph on the second page that starts actually talking about suicide squad and wasn't there like i'm sure i've spoken about this before but didn't he say ages ago just like nah um i'm not I'm like, like there won't be a, a, a yeah an air cut like yeah, th- wasn't so. that like the f- but now he's obviously completely 180 on this and he's sitting arguing for it but like he's he's obviously been saying how much he liked the um or like he's admires them for doing the new one you've got james gunn and kathy ann uh putting into the the like replying saying like oh happy you're speaking your truth all my love and admiration and all this but um i don't know it feels a little weird because obviously like it's kind of like responding to twitter comments yeah you know what i mean like you have to have thick skin if you're gonna oh it was like did you see when uh james mangold put on a big massive twitter rampage about people talking about indiana jones 5 like it just no. pe- people were like 10 followers and whatnot he was replying to them saying oh that <laughs> stuff like properly gone off on it and then but well like do you not have better things to do like be directed indiana jones 5 and he spent hours <laughs> he was on it for like a full day just replying to random people who were saying that we think indiana jones might be bad the original tweet was it was just something along the lines of like in case you think indiana jones 5 is going to be good spielberg's not directing harrison ford is 80 years old and like kathleen kennedy's producing that's so, all the guy said and then jason mango just fucking went off on one it's quite funny you just you just have to kind of turn a blind eye to that stuff though if you're if you're going to be in that game because i mean even even literally like some of the stuff i've made you get comments on it but you can't like sit and go greet about it i know um and i mean i know that's a kind of hard thing for some people i remember the first time <laughs> the first article i ever had out i think on like a kind of site was that what culture and i went on to it i was like buzzing right because it got like quite a lot of views i got an all right amount of money from it and all this and I was just, it was the like, first time i had been paid for writing something and and then uh, i look at the comments and it's just like stupid stuff like well this guy's clearly not seen this and what <laughs> idiot this is that's not what they say in that movie or that's not his name you know like nitpicking over wee things and it's like at the time i remember being like i'll never look at a comment again <laughs> um so I suppose for some of these people, it's kind of, I think that's kind of part of the problem with Twitters because they can just scroll through and see, and people can say anything they want, yeah. you know. But I don't think this is a particularly good look for David Ayer, in my opinion, to be responding to stuff like this. Um, I think it seems like, you know, it's understandable and it will be annoying. If the guy put in his all to the Suicide, uh, to suicide Squad and then the, the the studio came and fucked it up which i think is the case but I, I, you know you can't then go you know whining about it what is now five years later yeah you know um and i think that's kind of we've mentioned before that part of the fallout of what's been happening with the snyder cut becoming a thing um but yeah and Hopefully that I don't I don't want to see any cut of the Suicide Squad. No, or, sorry, Suicide Squad. The new one's called the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of retreading 
ground in Little World. Because it just opens up such a big can of worms where every director has the possibility to jump out and be like, well, the studio interfered in my film. And then we that got is going to, these... there's not, um, there's barely going to be a movie out there that hasn't been affected in some yeah. way by the studio. Like everything, like they are the ones funding it at the end of the day. If they don't think it's going to sell, which is why they're putting money into it, they can change it. Yeah. It's going to, it's the same for everything that ever came out. Even like you get a poster for the hateful eight, maybe like, you know, Quentin Tarantino, obviously is a big name, but there's pro- there, there might be wee things in that, that we didn't know that actually didn't make it or, yeah. you know, you never know. I actually kind of things that said that about Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, Once Upon a Time Hollywood. in Hollywood. Sorry, um, mm-hmm. I think it was. Well, I didn't like it as much because I thought that was him having free reign, and the rest of his films would have had a producer on it to be like, "Let's talk about this. Let's do that. That doesn't work." Whereas he, he's like, "I'm Tarantino. I'm, this is my new film, and I think it was Columbia." We're just like, "Cool, go for it," and they had nobody to like speak to him about it. And because I, I think Once Upon a Time in America is. What fucking Hollywood. Hollywood to keep on saying America, um, as one of his worst movies. I think it is the issue of just being. It just kind of meanders. Like it's not really necessarily about much. I think that like I, yeah, I think you're right about that actually because I think if you look at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and you say like I think Rick Dalton is a really interesting character. There's a potential there. I like the the dynamic between him and uh, Brad Pitt's character. I can't remember his name in it. Um, but like. I think there's something there if you were a bit more like tight with it, yeah. Um, and they do like it. It did just feel like that. He's like, I like dirty feet and dashboards. I like Hollywood. So you're gonna see things about Hollywood. Um. So yeah. Um. Ugh, yeah. Just, just, just. just keep the That's why to go back to the good old days, it was such mm-hmm. a rare thing that Austin Wells got full creative control over Citizen Kane. Mm. It, even back then it was the studio who ran it and because he was this you know wonder kid from like stage and, and radio like oh you can have full creative control sort of thing and then he almost bankrupt RKO so it's it's always been it's, it's the studio's money it's the studio's final decision they have you know mm-hmm. final artistic cut on, on 99% of movies and you've just got it that's what you sign up for you know that when you're a director going in I mean, I'm as sure as every you know artistically inclined person would like to believe in the film industry that you will see your vision on screen. It's always going to be a compromise if people are giving you money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why as well. Like uh, M Night Shyamalan's decided to just go. He like he funds his own movies. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, since oh, yeah. was it uh, Oblivion that he did or After Earth? I can't remember which one. I think it was After Earth he did. He made so much money with that that he was able to fund um, the visit. Yeah. And then ever since, cool. ever since then, he's just been like, yeah, fuckies. Um, so another big news, I don't know if this is something you'd be looking forward to, because I've never seen the original movie, but they're apparently making a Waterworld TV series. The original is good. I like the original growing up. It's, it, I mean, it's not great cinema, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's really enjoyable. And Was it's just, that, like... Is that one of those movies? Is either the one of the biggest flops or it's the yeah. most expensive? Which one? Both. I think. Both. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those films that you have a kind of soft spot for because you watched it growing up, and uh, I like I like Waterworld. I'm not. I mean, Dennis Hopper's a tremendous bad guy. Uh, Kevin Costner's great as you know the lead, the hero, the water boy. Yeah, I I don't know. I <laughs> just a water just, boy in a water world. I don't think. I don't think he can make. I I just 
I don't think films are getting made or TV shows are getting made for the same reasons as they got made in, you know, Mm. the pre-2000s. So, Mm -hmm. remakes seem to fall on their face. We'll see. We'll see with that one. Uh, So, uh, just a a couple of trailers. I was wondering if you watched uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. I'm Thoughts? I'm not looking forward to this film at all. I I saw um a thing saying about how um I think the reaction to this one going from what I saw on Twitter was like a little bit more positive than anything that had come before it. Um and uh but I'm not really uh, Ghostbusters isn't my thing. I've never really been a fan of Ghostbusters, so Yeah. Um, um can't really say I've got much an opinion about this one. This uh, I saw a tweet that encompassed it pretty well, and I can't remember what it was, but it was something along the lines of people are are trying to sell it on this like Spielbergian nostalgia trip that wasn't what the first film was all about. Yeah, people seem to be like looking back with through scented glasses and and advertising it as something that it never was. So sort of because. Thing. I think I saw something similar because they were saying about how the original Ghostbusters was really kind of like a driving vehicle for Saturday Night Live actors uh, or comedians to like have this like like this kind of piss take. Uh, nah, I think Ghostbusters came too thing. late for that. It was Dan, uh, Dan Aykroyd had had written it in you know a couple of years because he he had done the Blues Brothers. He'd written the Blues Brothers in between that. Him and John Landis had directed it. Um, mm-hmm. Was it John Landis or Ivan Reitman that did that? I can't remember. It's Ivan Reitman, I'm talking shit. Um, and uh, nah, because he had written it for him and John Belushi had done movies together. They'd done that, they had done Neighbours, um, and Ghostbusters was just going to be another one in a film we did after that with Chevy Chase, Spies Like Us. So it wasn't really. It was the only Saturday Night Live guys that were in it were Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. Because uh, oh, nice. Harold Ramis was never in Saturday Night Live, um, Ellie Hudson wasn't. I mean, I'm just going by the... <laughs> <laughs> no, Rick, Rick Moranis was Second City TV. Uh, uh, John Candy was originally supposed to play um, Rick Moranis' character. Not a fan of John Candy. Love John Candy. So, nah, I don't... I don't. I, that, that's the thing. People seem to be putting, putting it in all of these boxes that it was never in. Mm. So, and, and I don't know. I don't know why... Is it, they're clearly selling it like that. So I, no, I hated the first trailer. Hated the second trailer. Right up until the last two seconds, where they phoned uh, Razor yeah, Razor Cult Books, and it was Dan Aykroyd picked up the phone, and he just said it's like we're closed or whatever. And then I got chills all over my entire body. And I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> just talking about it because I was like, <laughs> but I know that's pretty much the, all he's going to be in it. And Bill Murray's going to be similar. They're going to chalk it up to oh, we're bringing back the surviving original cast, and they're going to be in it for like a minute. Um, yes, I'd I'd hope. That wouldn't be the case because I, d- I feel like this is kind of the last legs for Ghostbusters. Like they have, if if this if this shits the bed, you're not gonna hear from Ghostbusters yeah. for a long time. I think, I don't know how they're playing it right now, and I think that's probably on purpose because I was convinced they had set it up that the, the, they were Egon's grandchildren. See the wee guy from Aye. Stranger Things, but Aye. Annie Potts is in it, and she's supposed to be the grandmother, but she was with. Uh, um, what's his name? Rick Moranis. I can't remember his name in the film right now. That's they, they were together in the end, so I've got to believe that's their grandchildren. But uh-huh. he was he was an accountant, a pretty bad accountant in the films, and she was nothing like special either. She was the secretary, so mm-hmm. I don't understand how this genius gene 
follows through to because that guy for Stranger Things is fucking fixing cars. Was he like fourteen? <laughs> and I don't. I Wait, don't... Did you not know how to fix a car when you were fourteen? <laughs> I don't get it because it was Ray. It was Dan Aykroyd who was the mechanic and whatnot. So they seem uh... to be pushing traits from all of the characters into these two kids, which I don't get because, like I've said it before, Ghostbusters is my favorite film of all time. And when when does this come out then? It's November. It's Thanksgiving in in, in America. We gotta see it then. <laughs> I don't. You I have mean, to go see it. You uh, have to at least see it. I still haven't seen 2016. I refuse to watch Ghostbusters 2016. I um, um I think that would be wise for anyone. Like I I think if you're going into that with no knowledge of Ghostbusters, I think you'd probably have an alright time with it. But it felt like a McCarthy. Yeah. Um, what's that guy's name? the guy's name that makes oh paul feig Feig. it's like it felt like one of their movies like say if it'd been another one like heat or bridesmaids but like a supernatural bridesmaids fine but like i think i think the reason it rubbed so many people the wrong way was because it was ghostbusters and it just didn't feel like that at all even for me like obviously i've seen the original ghostbusters and stuff and i just didn't get that vibe from it at all yeah Uh, one last trailer that i wanted to touch on that i watched i just like randomly because it made me realize how much i've kind of missed this guy and it was the trailer for King James. Have you seen this? Oh, the, and there was one from last week that we didn't get to talk about. But King James is uh, uh, Will Smith playing the father of uh, Serena and Venus Williams. Oh, yeah. Right? I've, I've and you know how I've said I hate a biopic, right? I'm not a fan of them. And I was watching this trailer and it gave me fucking good. I actually got emotional like watching the trailer because I was like, you always forget Will Smith is actually a really fucking good actor. Yeah. I think, you you know, you chuck him in Gemini, man, you chuck him in Suicide Squad, and you're just like, ah, it's Will Smith for the charisma and the charm. But this, he's playing a kind of softer-spoken guy, and he's supposed to be this person who's like a bit harder on his kids and stuff like that because he wants them to be champions or, you know, like, obviously tennis stars. <laughs> and <laughs> it looks fucking great. It looks really, really good. Uh, I'll definitely be watching that. Uh, the two... Uh, girls that are playing uh, Serena and Venus they seem really good they all just seem to have a good kind of flow together I'm buzzing for it I'm actually I don't know why like I just like I said I'm not into those kind of films and I just get really really excited for it and it's quite cool to see him in a different kind of more dramatic role again yeah Um, that wasn't even it, it was one of those ones where like you first see him in the trailer and you hear his voice and stuff and you're like is that Will Smith? and it kind of that's what made me watch on the rest of it so I'm buzzing nice um, excited for that did you see the trailer for last jewel the new ridley scott movie no bleach blonde ben affleck uh matt damon um the let's see it uh, looks yeah. I, I think it could be good i mean it could be uh ridley scott as adam driver very as well jody comer from uh that um serial killer bbc thing yeah that looks good though I'm really excited for that. Despite the fact that I'll moan to fuck that he's like, nah, I'm making an Alien movie, but I'm going to make another film first. Mate, just make the Alien movie. Be done with it. Oh, Anyway. Did, no, did you see there well, was an update on District 10? I don't know if we'd speaking about that since, but he's saying it's... Nah, it's um, I, they've got like a... It's developing nicely. Uh, it's, basically. It's, it's something to do with like a big event in American history. <laughs> so... Uh. I saw this, and this was hilarious. Um, 
So it was like someone in the on Twitter being like, "Oh, that's it!" Like the the what was it he said? He's like the Wokies have taken over District Ten, one of the greatest <laughs> sci-fi movies ever. But it's like District Nine is supposed to be a bit uh, apartheid. Yeah. Like obviously, because it's like aliens and slums and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> like it's so social commentary. It's unreal. But like that's why I think like people liked it as well back then. Um. So we'll just <laughs> see, but. I'm 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 not sure how I feel about a District Ten. Like I'll, I don't know. I'll be cute. I'm just really curious to see where it goes. And then again, you know, you're talking about something that came out eleven to twelve years ago. Twelve years ago. Yeah. Came out in two thousand and nine. So, what's going to be following on from that? We just need to see. But um, yeah. So on to the on to the actual topics of the day. Uh oh wait, House of Gucci. Did you watch that? Nah. Trailer. Nah. Uh, You've got Jared Leto and Hunters of Prosthetics, That's Lady right. Gaga, Adam Driver. It's so funny because there's this Netflix show come out the now that I was watching the other week uh, called I Think You Should Leave Season Two. It's it's not called like it just is the second season. So Look <laughs> at that in the title, <laughs> but it's, this, <laughs> it's just the most random stupid sketch show. And there's this bit where, like, you know, they were like, oh, we're going to get you and all this prosthetics and then go and, like, be really awkward with people when it's, like, a prank show and it's just, like, they style it so it's, like, so like those kind of shows. And he walks out into the, he walks out into the, 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 like, super shopping centre and he's like, ah, he's like, it's too much fucking shit on me. It's too much fucking shit on me. He's like, can't breathe and he can't see because he's got all this stuff on his face. And I've been saying that, it's just Jared Leto right now. But anyway... Uh, aye, we uh, finally got to watch uh, Loki, the first full season, and I'm getting the impression, I'm seeing the vibes in his face. Brian, let us know what you thought of this show. Uh, it was fucking shite, Aaron. That's what I think of this show. Uh, excuse my French, but it was. <laughs> I don't Get understand. To... I do not see, I do not see the Loki from Thor and avengers 2012 in this film whatsoever that is exactly what i said to amelia when i was watching this i am all for developing loki and i actually got to say i liked where they were taking him seeing the later when it got to end game yeah spoilers for marvel movies but like when he eventually dies in oh it was infinity, infinity war. war he died uh, when he dies in infinity war i really liked the place that they had him at that point because I got, I, I kind of got a wee bit sick of this kind of like, oh, he's constantly just backstabbing people and all this. But then he seemed a bit more mature by that point. Um, so I had always kind of kind of enjoyed that. Um, so then I thought it was going to be an interesting challenge to go back to a Loki we had known eight years, no, sorry, now nine years ago. And I think they try to use the premise, the whole thing about time and stuff, to kind of just be like, nah, well, now he's up to scratch, now he's basically, we're gonna do 10 years worth of development in the span of this show, to essentially get him to the point where he's caught up with what he was at in Affinity War, and then going beyond that. Um, I think that's entirely true. Um, saying that, I did enjoy this show. I think it's the best one out of the TV shows I've done. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best I'm not saying it's like the best ever TV show. Yeah. I think it has its problems. Uh, namely, uh, for one, it kind of shat the bed, I think, when it came to the the um, finale. I think 
it produces some problems in terms of the MCU going forward. I'm, I'm, uh, ju- just quickly then, do you have any kind of non-spoilery thoughts? Because I think you need to talk about this in spoiler terms. Um, it was, and, and I hate to use this term because it's the same term that a bunch of guys who I, I follow on YouTube and stuff and, and watch their reviews uh, use, but it was a complete mm-hmm. bait and switch. It was not what was advertised whatsoever. It was not mm-hmm. the time heist thriller that was mm-hmm. in all the trailers. It was Loki and Owen Wilson and Loki and other characters sitting about talking for 95% of the episode with a wee bit of <laughs> shite CGI action thrown in there. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think it has... The difference it had over any other of the shows for me so far is it, it learned to do better hooks at the end of every episode. I think it done that a bit better when it was serving you up questions. Whereas, like, you know, WandaVision every episode, I was like, okay, next <laughs> next episode, I suppose. Falcon and Winter Soldier really didn't do that at all. But Loki, um, every, almost, unlike the rest of the shows, I actually was like, how many days is it till Loki comes out again? Because I'd quite like to know what's going on with this or whatever. So I think it done that better. Um, but yeah, I think my biggest issue with it really is that it is clear that Disney are now adopting a, 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 an approach to their kind of cinematic storytelling that means if you want to know what the fuck is going on, you're going to have to subscribe to Disney Plus as well. Because there's some major implications in this show for what is going to be, you know, big movie like mainline cinematic movies that are coming out, uh, that possibly aren't going to make all that much sense. And I think it's kind of interesting as well because, like, th- I think they've done an all right job enough for a lot of uh, the the movies to be like on their own. You don't really need to be too heavily, like, knowing the lore of the Avengers and Marvel and all this. Yeah. But I think they're getting to the point now where they're, they're starting to kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel with some of the kind of weird stuff that is going to be a bit more confusing. Uh, so, yeah, going into to, to spoilers then. Um, uh, the ending of this show was kind of... That's obviously kind of the main thing I'm talking about where they destabilise the timeline, everything's going to shit, and that's obviously going to lean into uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man by the sounds of things. Yeah. Um, so, I think it just didn't quite, it, 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 I think it was more that it needed something else as well because they landed it where like Loki comes out the other end and he meets Mobius and B12 or whatever her name was and and then it's like, oh, he's in a different one. You know, that just didn't seem, that wasn't enough for me. To make me go, oh man, season two. Yeah. And I really, one of my pet peeves with television series, especially ones that I'm watching currently, you know, like as they're on, is when they do cliffhanger endings that mean, you know, that are kind of bullshit cliffhanger endings. It's not like the story's done here, but oh, there's, we're setting up something for next. It's yeah. like, you might finish this story, you need to wait <laughs> till next year. That piss, That pisses me off. And I think, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of shows that I'd really love that I probably would have disliked had they maybe done that. Uh, like, had I been watching them year by year. Yeah. Um, but for this, I wasn't I wasn't too keen. Uh, so what did... Um, 
What do you think of Owen Wilson? Because I kind of realised I missed Owen Wilson a wee bit after watching this. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you can miss a guy who just does the same thing in every film. <laughs> I mean, I like him. That's not. I'm not trying to be derogatory to Owen Wilson. I do like him, but I was just like, ah, eh, it's just Owen Wilson again, really, isn't it? I don't know. He's got grey hair now. Uh, hi, and a moustache. So, hi. <laughs> cool. Well, no, one, my, one of my biggest pet peeves with this thing is, in the TVA, why the fuck is everything a 1950s aesthetic? Did not like that. It just seemed to be that for the sake of it, so we can go, oh, we're quirky. And I also hated that no matter where they went throughout the course of this, um, the series, every single being that they encountered was humanoid and spoke English. Uh, that instead of like bugged me aliens and shit yeah um that bugged for me, me the the thing because i thought like especially in kind of earlier half to two-thirds of the show it was kind of keeping you in your toes of like what was going on and i wasn't entirely sure like how far it was willing to go in terms of like you know because my problem is marvel just don't go for it a lot of the time like when falcon the winter soldier comes out you're like fuck yes, they're doing bad Captain America. And then they go, nah, but it's kind of good though. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, that that's always bugged me. And here, it was when they, when they killed Mobius, like when they zapped him, you're like, fuck. Like, I was kind of shocked by that because for the first time, they'd made a character that I was just like, I quite like, I just quite like him. I think that's more an Owen Wilson thing though. Yeah. I was like, I just, I, in the same that, I have never really been like, known that I was really an Owen Wilson fan. <laughs> I've never been like, love to go and see that new Owen Wilson movie or anything like that. <laughs> but like, I just realized, I, I just kind of liked his his uh, personality in this. And then when they killed him, I was like, fuck! They've actually managed to kill somebody I care about. Like, in a TV show, it's not like someone I've been watching for 10 years. You know, it's just like, in this adventurous guy. And then when they done the whole thing, it's like, aye, you're actually, they're actually no deed. They just go somewhere else. And not only uh, this, you get this deadly fucking zone place, right? With some god-like creature killing people. And you get this wee fucking analyst guy for the TVA survived it for who knows how long as well. <laughs> that, that irritated me. Um, but I liked uh, stuff like, you know, who's, who's running the TVA? And when they revealed that they were actually robots i thought that was pretty fucking cool i thought that was a cool twist i was um i was kind of hooked at that point um and especially but i think the point when i said i said this to me because i was like i can't fucking i kept just being like i can't fucking believe they killed own motion i can't i can't even believe they've done it <laughs> see when loki gets prod it it's yeah. the same episode i think when loki gets prod it i was like own motion's no deed no way, no way. They can't. They will not fucking do that. There's no chance. And obviously, I was correct. Um, what did you think of uh, uh, the other Loki, Sylvie? Oh, you mean Loki and his incestuous relationship with himself? <laughs> Thought that was a bit weird. <laughs> it was. It was a little weird. I was thinking that, like, see. I kept saying this to Amelia. I was like, I kept turning. I was like, are they, are they trying to play this off like a romance? I was like, I can't quite. It's like it seems that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. But I was like, surely not, because they're the same person. Yeah. Just like different variants of each other. Nah. 
they're just going for it, mate. <laughs> um, that was a little weird, I got to say. Um, uh, but what did what did you think of her as a character? Do you find her more appealing than, like, would you rather, like, she became, like, the main Loki or would you be happy no, with Tom Hiddleston still? No. See, it comes, it's, it's like a 50-50 split almost with this character, I think, because mm-hmm. you can write it a certain way. The writing only takes it to- so far. It's Tom Hiddleston as an actor and his charm that mm-hmm. elevates Loki above the writing. So when you try and have someone else who doesn't quite have that charisma and doesn't quite have that charm, she's just... I don't think she's as believable. She's got big shoes to fill and I don't think she could quite overcome the impact that Tom Hiddleston made in the character. Mm-hmm. I think he is... Like, he is the character sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I I, think that was potentially what they are building up to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what? But I don't... I just don't buy it. Somebody I think they kind of shat the bed as well is when they finally introduced... Like more variants like alligator loki kid loki uh then richard e grant and he had the one that killed thor and had his hammer and all this like those um i think there was a potential there for something a bit interesting because then you have like all of these big massive egos just like bouncing off one another and i would i think i feel like i would have liked to see more of that but then they just kind of went ah no we're no we're away yeah and that's them gone um because I think I quite liked the cast in the Richard E. Grant as the older Loki. Yeah, I thought I thought that was quite quite cool. Um, because it's almost like I, th- I felt like in a way he kind of see that that could become him, but like he's obviously got his own flair because it's Richard E. Grant. But um, I like that's kind of what you were like what you were saying about how they made it out like it was going to be this mad kind of time romp thing. Yeah, hey, they fucking put President Loki on the poster of everything, and he was in it for what three seconds of screen time or something. Mm-hmm. Aye, so get my face with that shit. <laughs> but like, yeah, that that kind of stuff does. I it just felt like they were teasing all of these things. But oh, look at this! Look at that! And I was like, I want to see all of these things, but you keep veering off to the side. And I think the fact that it was this who so going by what I've seen post the show coming out it was like Kang who was his name Kang 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 the Conqueror right I don't know who the fuck Kang the Conqueror is right I'm watching that and you know the whole driving force of this show has been who's who's the DVA you thought it was the the timekeepers they're fucking robots what who is it then Kang the Conqueror alright who's he you know I felt like I needed something there where I knew like I responded to the fact holy shit Look who it is. That felt like yeah. a comic book thing. For obviously, it's a comic book, comic book thing, and comic book fans would be sitting there going, "Why the fuck? That's this guy, cool, whatever." But for me, you know, sitting here, just my only exposure to the Marvel stuff really is the movies. I'm not. I, I've not read what is it? Eighty years of comics. <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> so like. To put I that think, in your your big show as the kind of twist for me just kind of felt like a bit of a a, a bit of a shiter. I think they could have done it similar to the way they introduced, not not the way they introduced Thanos, but the way they played Thanos because you build up to this whole thing for you know six episodes or whatever, and then your big bad guy for the full season for the full future of uh, immediate future of the MCU is 
generic man with Disney humor. I yeah, like, it was have 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 him be intimidating, have him sp- not not speak like Thanos, but Thanos was his own kind of individual character who didn't mm. go for any more of that shit. And that's how you that's what separated him from everybody else. And they done a, I think they've done a good job of getting you to the point that when he shows up at the beginning of Infinity War, you're like, fuck, that's that's that guy. Yeah. Because you know, I've taught you that as you go along. Even if they've been like maybe the seeds of it as we're going along. I think the problem with that is then if they put hints to anything, you know, because like the Marvel shows are overly analysed by everybody yeah. you get breakdowns for every episode what was this what did that mean as soon as you show something like that all of the people that know that shit are just going to be posting that and like oh fuck it's Kang the Conqueror you know yeah Um, I'm saying that I like Jonathan Majors I think he's a pretty solid actor from the things that I've seen him in Uh, uh he was brilliant in um, uh, Defy Bloods he was really good in that and he was a son did you watch that Oh, aye. 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 I could, I couldn't, I couldn't think where I knew him from. Aye. So, like, I, I do like him, and I think the interesting point of that, like how you're saying about him not being intimidating or whatever, is that the the version we're going to see in the world that Loki's now landed in is going to be intimidating. Because, like you said, there's so many different vari- variants of him. Yeah. There's this big time war, and obviously, like, you go to a place where he is openly the leader of the TVA. In, in this version so there yeah there's, poten- there's potential for it I don't and maybe this is just me being cynical I don't see how you get that level of like intimidation back after the first kind of introduction to the character being a variant that's so kind of like maybe maybe that's and... maybe that's part of their plan though like a kind but of whip, just, whiplash, but um, I don't think it works like that. I don't. I don't think because in in the back of my mind, it's always going to be ah. But the first time we saw this guy, even though oh, it's a different variant, I'll be like, ah. But the first time we saw this guy, he was eating an apple and fucking around, and he was you know, classic <laughs> Disney humor. So how am I supposed to take him so seriously? Mm-hmm. That that's the thing that you're supposed to do with bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you go back all the way to Phase One, even though we had kind of. So you could say Marvel's always had like a a, a villain problem. Mm. Red Skull didn't fuck about in Captain America, mm-hmm. right? Um, Jeff Bridges is Obadiah Stane didn't fuck about in in Iron Man. He had he had like real world like bad guys with their own personality, and this just seems to be the Disney machine rolling out the same character in 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 different sort of in different disguises. Mm-hmm. It's just it's the same with the heroes and it's the same with the secondary characters and it's the same with everybody coming up. It's the it's the um the James Gunn, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Just those personalities and different characters. And mm-hmm. I think it's just stale and I I think they've really made a big mistake by having um their first look at the new big bad for the you know, the MCU being kind of like mm-hmm. a comedic. Because this guy as well like could be uh pretty like a pretty big uh villain for it like do you think we're going to see him as the villain for doctor strange mm, i don't know i don't i I think they're going to try and, and um ring this out until the next avengers movie mm-hmm. um so well like but what do you see then like going forward like what how do you think a next avengers movie's looking 
with this, the, the kind of seeds they're putting in place with these shows and the the movies that we've seen so far, which are just far from home, actually, I think. Yeah. I suppose it's hard yeah. to say at this point because we've got a few coming out in the next couple of the next year. Yeah. There's actually like six of them, I think. Yeah, I don't understand how how the Eternals lead into all of this. I don't know if they. I don't understand if they're outside of the the TVA if they are good guys that can battle King the Conqueror and and if that's what they're setting up or if they're within this timeline because the Eternals are supposed to be outside or they let Thanos get the Infinity Stones etc so I don't know where they rank in between timeline that everything has happened so far and then you know King the Conqueror above it all I suppose it's kind of the same thing though when you say about the um Guardians of the Galaxy, like you have all of the huge problems of whatever's going on with the Avengers, and then you introduce the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're like, "What the fuck is this stuff? I don't know." You yeah. know, you could say the same thing with the Eternals. I, suppose. I know nothing about the Eternals, though. So, like, are they, well, are they... supposed to be like Watchers? I think. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just need to see. So, uh, uh, general impressions. Then, not too keen. Is there another not show coming keen. out? Is there another? I know there's mm. going to be a season two of this. Not before Doctor Strange. I don't. I mean. Ah, uh, nah, nah. I was gonna say some stuff about, but we're, we're kind of we're kind of past that. I just, I felt as if they spent a lot of time making Loki, um, second fiddle in his own show. Mm. Yeah, I can, I kind of get that. I don't. I like. I was like, there was there was stuff that they, they tried to like. I don't know, demasculate him or or kind of break him down when all the the times where like it was like the slow motion hits really annoyed me see when they did it the first time it was like oh that's funny and then they did it like five more times and then when like Lady Sif kept on kneeing him in the, the balls and whatnot uh, I'm uh, like guys uh, I mean I get it I get what you're trying to do but it's it's very emasculating I think it's, it's very... as well to have somebody that was supposed to be such a huge threat to the Avengers as well yeah but then I suppose they've always been kind of doing that with him like when you talk about what the you know like the Hulk slamming them all out of the place and shit like that you know because yeah. at the end of the day he isn't necessarily like a very he's not a strong character he's like a mischievous character and that's where his by tricking people not facing them head on if you get me um, yeah. I think I think that's kind of his his vibe I, I'm not sure how I feel anymore because this was the one I was looking forward to it's the one I liked the, the most but it's just that last episode I felt kind of fell flat because it was just this guy sitting telling them stuff you know it wasn't anything actually happening in my opinion like it just seemed like they were just just talking i like how as well mobius is just like i'm taking you down thought he's all hard gets a shit kicked out of him immediately yeah. <laughs> knocked in his ass um but i don't know i feel unsure about how I'm interested in the time time stuff. I think there's real potential in it. If, or like multiverse stuff. If we're talking about Spider-Man, we're talking about Doctor Strange. I think there's so much potential in it. I'm just don't, I, I just don't know how they're going to do it if they do it across different movies and stuff. And I don't like this whole thing where it's like I have to watch the TV show and then this film and then that film to know what the fuck's going on, which I think is yeah. going to be the case. Um, So, yeah. We'll just need to see. But is that you? Y'all lucky out? Yeah, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it that much. Um, um, I don't like. 
I don't think I'll watch any more of the TV shows, even if I, I even if you have to watch them to get make full sense of the films. I'm probably not going to watch the films either. Um, Oof. Statements. I just, as I think I've said this before, I'm just, it's I think they've worked themselves up into a frenzy, the whole mm-hmm. comic book thing, and everybody thinks it's as popular as it was, but nothing lasts forever. Look what this this is essentially the modern day western. Yeah. Um, and it's. It can stay on top forever. I, I, I really do think there is a big comic book fatigue what happening. Do you? What would you like to see the next big thing become? The next big <laughs> genre type. I don't think there will be a next big genre type. I there's, think there's there's always got to be a big genre type. There's never been as many platforms as there is right now. So there doesn't need to be one big trend happening. Like everybody mm. can. I think it gets to the point where everybody sort of coexists, mm-hmm. um, and and puts it because there's just so much. I'd so like so much see, content being released. I'd like to see the return of some really big like detective thrillers. I fucking love a detective thriller, and I feel like <laughs> not enough of them come out. And it's usually like, oh, look at all these names, and it's a shite movie. Yeah, because like literally last good thriller I think I saw probably gone girl and it nearly came out 10 years ago <laughs> i'd like to see adventure movies come back adventure see movies. like see like um like indiana jones and shit like that and and uh romance in the stone and the princess bride like fantasy adventure that's what mm. i want to see come back i'm uh i'm not i, I think jungle cruise looks fucking shit so i don't think it's gonna be the one to bring it back <laughs> but the I, only I want, thing I selling that. me on that movie is uh jesse Plemons playing the german soldier <laughs> it's the only thing that i'll i will i'll probably watch that movie solely to see how good he is isn't it fucking love I mean, that guy emily blunt can get me to see any film to be fair i think she's <laughs> tremendous but, but i think i'll be shite since you're uh, since you're all marveled out then how about getting some dinosaurs in your life <laughs> <laughs> let's do it jurassic park free baby uh, <laughs> so as a slight uh, it's obviously 20th anniversary just the other day uh, which was widely regarded as was it the bottom or was like how was Lost Worlds uh, received I- I've always seen like it's kind of like back and forth between those two some people say Lost Worlds a little over uh, sorry underrated no? uh, what's your kind of vibe World. what would be your ranking of the three movies Probably one, two, three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the Lost World. I remember seeing Lost World in the cinema, so it holds a special place in my my wee heart. I just think it was a fun kind of. I think the Lost World was really different film. as well, which was yeah. quite nice about it. Um, I and uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think I've seen this film Jurassic Park three entirely since I watched it in the cinema. <laughs> I think I've maybe tried to watch it once or twice, but there was so many things that just fucking bugged me with this it's like i've never been on this island what are you talking about you wrote a book about it aye that was the other island <laughs> what there's two islands oh, oh my fucking god like spoilers, surely by the way. surely they were i mean i i'm just going to fill in for spoilers here anyway it's 20 years old surely if your child is going to a place like this you at least know enough about it to know like oh he's going to this place it's a couple of islands off the coast of costa rica you know all this kind of that ah just take him 
it's all right i just take them it's cool but um so when i was a kid i fucking loved this movie because it had a big t-rex fight with a i thought it was called a spinosaurus back in the day that's what i have in my head like going into this like oh it's gonna fucking fight with a spinosaurus but like uh that shit was cool back in the day uh so i like really like this and i think i just remember really really liking uh the 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 design of the velociraptors and because uh, they start to do the ones with like the wee feathers and stuff and the different colors which i kind of like uh the design of velociraptors spinosaurus fight with the t-rex and uh the pterodactyl pen were like marking a three bits in this i was like that's so fucking cool uh none of them really held up particularly <laughs> well um to start what's her name tia tia is tia leone i don't know tia leone no am i got that right i'm gonna look it up but uh the the kirby's yeah holy fuck they're the worst characters ever oh i i the two of them are unbearable let's see that is tia leone um so she oh mate they go to this place they're like oh it's a super dangerous island with dinosaurs on it she gets straight out the plane megaphone you know screaming it not something you're gonna do she continues to scream for about another half hour (laughs) she then starts screaming and it's just like a constant back and forth and so many characters making so many stupid decisions in this like i feel like jurassic park the original jurassic park was all these really smart people trying their best to make the best decisions to survive the scenario that they were in whereas these people in jurassic park 3 are just constantly fucking bumping about this island like a big bunch of idiots somehow surviving throughout the whole thing i mean i know this guy is supposed to be into dinosaurs like he's little apprentice yeah but why the fuck do you logically go i'll pick up some eggs and put them in my bag what's your plan there what is your plan? Indeed, <laughs> for one, you can't even, like hatch eggs. Surely, if you're like rattling them about in your bag, huh? No, am I just not? I've not, I fucking doubt it. But yeah, they, those two characters were just unbearable, like really, yeah, un- uh, insufferable. And I think little Billy was the same. I didn't give a sh- as in like the the guy, the apprentice, and then the kids as well. I, I mean, I didn't even fucking like Grant in this movie. Alan no. Grant. And I don't like how they just fucking sidelined uh, oh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Just don't put her in the movie, if that's the yeah. case. They put her in the movie so she can make a phone call at the end. That's literally the purpose. Don't put her in your movie if you're going to do that. Because you have her, like, it's just so backwards to these characters that you're like, put through a situation and Jurassic Park the original Jurassic Park is one of those few movies where you get a big gang of people and all the ones that you're supposed to like you do like and you want them to survive and they are all individually do things that you're like fuck yeah like alright she de- she deserves to survive he deserves to survive that guy's pretty fucking cool he deserves to go all this kind of stuff everyone kind of fulfills their purpose in that way where there's no pointless characters there's no nobody that's just kind of there as fodder for dinos to kill them or whatever. Yeah. And and, and this movie's just so the, op- <laughs> so the opposite of that. I just don't care. 
about anybody. That's that was my biggest gripe watching it. Um, or not my biggest gripe. One of my biggest gripes was it just seemed like an action film set in in Jurassic Park, but it was it was one big event that led kind of directly into another big event so you could show how many dinosaurs there was no and the, the one thing that original jurassic park did so well was it didn't show the dinosaurs that uh-huh. often and it gave you loads of downtime in between huge like so i say it's scary but the, the big kind of action set pieces it gave you time to digest what was happening this just seemed like one thing into the next into the next into the next like unreal situation mm. and i will say i've got to give it up to my man i need to get his name right my man Cooper at the beginning, uh, the guy that they left off the plane. <laughs> How fucking fast did he run? He got off the plane, went in the opposite direction, and then he was like a mile down the road within seconds. Out, out running, out running this forty foot dinosaur as well, Aye. and, and the plane, <laughs> out running the plane. Guys, guy didn't even fucking bomb. need to play the game. He just He's riding the Velociraptors for the Unforest. Exactly. I hated that bit because it made me feel so bad. Because this big burly tough guy and he's just like, please don't leave me. <laughs> fucking eating before the plane even gets to him. And it's the fact that they're all sitting there like, it's got to be done. <laughs> we are willing <laughs> To shred this man to pieces with our plane <laughs> to get out of here. <laughs> like, what? So, <laughs> they haven't even seen anything at this point. <laughs> like, they get so spooked and like, we need to get out of here. We're going to run this guy or whatever. Like, they've not, they don't even really know what the danger is at this point. But no. they just go into such high alert mode, but then continue to do really, really stupid things. Here's something, right, because I'm a a bit of a defender of Jurassic World, right? I really enjoy the first Jurassic World movie. And I think this is something, this is, I suppose, before the, like, nostalgia renaissance kind of thing that's been going on in the 2010s where, like, you know, they're like, look at these things in the 80s or whatever. For me, this movie had the potential for that and I think it would have benefited really well and that's where Jurassic Park takes it over uh, Jurassic World takes it over because they go back and it's like kind of like stuff you know like bumping into like oh here's this old place but it's all destroyed and here's them goggles and this but then like for this one to me it was like you have the potential to have like a peek behind the curtain of what we were shown in the original Jurassic Park you know because we get to see like all of the flash like oh here are the science labs and here's like and they kind of tease it in the way where they go into that place and then they see the deformed uh velociraptors and the thing like i want i want to see that place like i want to go and be like here's where all the dodgy shit was going on in jurassic park to get where they were eventually because there's got to be a lot of like testing and failing going on before you get to the point that you can replicate dinosaurs effectively yeah. Um, and that just kind of shot the bed. I also called bullshit the fact that that Velociraptor was smart enough to be like, "I'm a fucking, I'm one of these things in the glass panel. Uh, I'm no moving." And then look at nah, mate, that thing's chomping her immediately. Also calling bullshit, and they they used the guy as bait, and then just broke his neck and didn't eat him. <laughs> <laughs> I've just done real. I hated the look of the uh the spinosaurus thing 
when it's see when it's like up close and it's very obviously like a rig yeah but it looks like shit in my opinion <laughs> it's so like just big jaws kind of moving up and down because like the i think they've done good a good job with like see the t-rex maybe it's just the design of the t-rex that works better as an animatronic but it looks yeah. just a bit more like lifelike you can kind of willing to go with it whereas this just that to me looked like what you would see if you went into, on a park ride at like universal studios or something like that you know that's what that looked like yeah. to me so i really dis disliked that um and the the the, the climax for this movie is rubbish they don't even win. They just, you know, annoy the dinosaur enough that it's willing to leave them. You know what I mean? Set it on fire. Yeah. I'm out here. Plus, whose idea? We're on a boat. Let's go in the cage that can be detached from the boat with this dinosaur <laughs> that's just going to swipe us in there. Excuse me? No. So, my biggest gripe was, go. how did the wee boy know that his dad's phone was his dad's phone with the most fucking generic ringtone in the history of ringtones. <laughs> Plus, that's that... my dad's satellite phone. <laughs> Does his dad just fucking carry a satellite phone about him at all times, like in the supermarket? <laughs> gotta have the best signal, son. Always gotta have the best signal. How fucking good's that battery as well? The thing that I think annoyed me the most was how fucking weirdly that wee boy was eating that chocolate bar. Yeah. It was just so strange i don't understand <laughs> that why he was well, he goes, he's all like um what was it he said he said something on the lines of he's like is that t-rex p and he's like how'd you get that he's like, you don't want to know <laughs> and he's like why are you picking that up then mate like what, what <laughs> what's the deal uh, you know was there uh, a reason for it have i missed that it, i think it, it kept the smaller dinosaurs away uh, like it scared them uh, but it attracted the big dinosaur calling bullshit that, that, that little boy is able to suss that out as well aye, spoiled aye, little brat getting taken to Costa Rica with his stepdad to see some dinosaurs illegally aye and he was fucking <laughs> aye he seemed to be very intelligent that the whole psychoanalytical uh, psychoanalytical analytical breakdown of uh, big Jeff Goblin <laughs> through his book they read once <laughs> Aye, all right, mate. Live on her. He's like, Dad's like, I do kitchens, mate. <laughs> Does he even do kitchens? Oh, that guy. Tiles. <laughs> that guy tricked a whole lot of people into going to this place. Like, effectively, like, kidnapped a whole bunch of. Surely there's legal ramifications gonna go on there. Plus, also, why the fuck are the whole military showing up at the end? I was I don't understand. That. that was like, surely... Because it's like, oh, she's pulling in connections, but see if she goes, by the way, there's like four folk on that <laughs> island illegally. Uh, it's, uh, it's in Costa Rica. Uh, oh, but you don't, you can't be fucked. That's their problem. All right, okay. Also, what are the, send the fucking cowboy? political implications of sending US destroyers into like Costa Rican <laughs> waters? I want to know that. I want to see that film. Surely there's got to be red tape all over that. I can assume this is gonna be me embarrassing myself with uh um geography, but is that in America? Costa Rica's South America, I'm sure. Uh nah bud. Nah. Is it in America? Central America. Ah, South America. It's not 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 North, not not United States. Oh, America's North America. I have I knew I'd embarrass myself. I should I should have kept quiet. I should have kept quiet. <laughs> um 
But uh, yeah, that's this is a bit. But there's a yeah. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really sure how I feel. I feel like I shouldn't have watched this because now I'm just like, yeah, Jurassic Park three is shit. <laughs> um, I don't get why they made Alan Grant so unlikable. Like I, I really. It just seemed like a smart ass that. Yeah. It, it took the the worst traits of him from the first film and just sort of amplified them. I think. Yeah. And he didn't really seem to be much developed as well because at the end of Jurassic Park 1, isn't the whole thing like he's a guy that just can't have, like he doesn't want to have kids. He's he's just like, has a whole fear about being a dad. Yeah. Because that's how he, get, he ends up getting stuck with the reins and then it's just like, I well, he took those lessons and done fuck all with him. He split <laughs> up with his partner and now she's got away with somebody else. Aye. And he's still banging on about dinosaurs 10, 15 years later. Also, I really hate when they call people Billy in films because it is the most generic secondary character name in the history of <laughs> Sorry secondary. to any Billy listeners no, in the I, chat. It's, yeah. not, it's not a thingy on, on the name Billy. It's how the name Billy is used in Hollywood. You're never <laughs> apart. It's like John though, isn't it? Like everybody's got, I mean, my dad's called John so I can't really talk too much, but like... But in, in Hollywood, it is, it, Billy is characters... Yeah, it's just the 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 secondary characters that don't really do a whole lot, and mm. it's I don't know I don't know why it bugged me so much, but it doesn't seem like a character to be taken seriously. They're not any big real threat. They're not. They're Come not, on, they're not be the a bit more respect day. in your life. <laughs> the only two Billies I can think of are uh, Billy the Kid from Young Guns and Young Guns Two, and Billy from Predator, the the Native American guy. Billy Madison. Fuck off. <laughs> Didn't even finish that movie. Fucking. Oh, Billy that. Madison's great though. But <laughs> no, it's not. I is. I is. Um, uh, so Jurassic Part Three was a bit of a downer for me. However, I, I, it has me kind of want to watch Jurassic World now. Nah. Um, might dig that one out. Jurassic World is class, mate. Nah. It's so good. I watched it not that it, long ago. It's not. Uh, uh nah, mate. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> It's good. I like it. I like it. It's a good popcorn movie. Um, Hang on but, as well. Yeah. Something else that annoyed me about this film. I say annoyed me. Go I was on. like... The Velociraptors are now hyper-intelligent. They're so intelligent they can make up all these plans and follow people around for their eggs, right? And do all these mm-hmm. things and talk and communicate, but they can't see Alan Grant in front of them blowing on that raptor throat thing <laughs> and they're all looking about as if like, oh, where the fuck's that coming for while they're watching them <laughs> doing it I'm like surely you know surely you could hear it it's fucking right in front of you they're like oh and then they're like no call for help and then he fucking calls for help yeah <laughs> that ah uh, ah uh, nah that I say bug me everything about this I don't carry this film in a high enough regard to let anything actually bug me. I just thought it was stupid. How did you feel that they absolutely bitched the T-Rex at the beginning? Last about 30 seconds Aye. and gets killed. Damn. That's just like, that's typical Hollywood like, you thought that one was bad, wait till you see this guy. Aye. He's gonna beat him up in two minutes. Aye, it's, it's the, the old mindset of bigger is always better. More is yeah. always better. Here's something as well. So there's a point where they're all like, oh, thank God we got through, we get through the fence. 
I can't believe it. We made it. We get through the fence while the Spinosaurus is sitting there with its phone. It then rattles through this <laughs> fence like it's nothing, right? Then it's chasing them. They get inside. They lock the door, and you've got about four people pushing this thing, <laughs> and it cannot get in. That thing ran through a solid metal fence like it was nothing. It's metal and concrete, and you get a metal door held by a single plank, a single strand of metal, and four humans. Nah. And maybe, because it's small, just stick your foot in it or something. There's no way. That bugged me. But <laughs> it bugged me about that bit where they, they, they ran through the wee hole in the fence just in time, got away from it. Then everybody stopped and turned around to look at the dinosaur to see what it was going to do. No. Keep running. <laughs> your move, mate. Your move. What are you up to now? Huh? No so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, aye. Rubbish. Uh, r- also, see when she see, see when she runs into the skeleton and the oh. <laughs> the parachute and gets herself all tangled up. Oh. <laughs> and it went on for so long. She's freaking out for so long, and 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 then she just runs off. Just runs into the the jungle. Yep. Knowing full well what's around. Into the Costa Rican jungle that is littered with dinosaurs. I'm just gonna run away. The Costa, the Costa Rican jungle. Now that we know, located in Central America. <laughs> it's gonna be snakes and everything uh, in there. Never mind dinosaurs. <laughs> it's the rainforest. Like a like a poisonous plant. Exactly. Just. <laughs> uh, so um, not not the best movie. Uh, congrats on getting to twenty. Um, mm-hmm. the big old boy. Uh. Aye, not where do you place this then against the Jurassic World movie? Oh, this is the worst of the lot. Aye, what uh, do you have like a one to five rating? Um, Jurassic Park one, two, then Jurassic World two, then Jurassic World, then this. You like Jurassic World two yeah, better than one? The second one to the first one, aye. I'm probably Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park two, Fallen Kingdom, then. Then three, yeah. I think now is my is my new my new ranking system buzzing for Dominion when it comes out. Aye, I think it'll be good. I think it could. I think it could be good. Old cast back. Maybe Alan Grant's goat wanes this time. Doubt it. Alan Grant's gonna be in it the same amount of time Jeff Goldblum was in the last one. He's gonna be in the first scene, then he's gonna be in the last scene. That's how they're gonna play it. Um. Yeah, Alan Grant or sorry, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam Neil, the guy. Aye, he's got he's got the he's got the cool look these days. Though he's got the big grey beard and all that. Yeah, he could fit right into a Costa Rican jungle <laughs> and look the part right alongside uh, Chris Pratt. Oh wow! Um, I'd like I genuinely I would like to see Laura Dern back in this more heavily. I know she's in it. Uh I would like her to be in this a bit more because I think she's she's a pretty solid actor as yeah. well. Um, so. Here's hoping. I prefer her over Jeff Goldblum's character. Whoa. No way. Yeah, he's a bit... He's a bit... I don't know. <laughs> just didn't really seem like an actual... You know, like, it's just like, oh, we're going to have this guy and he's a bit of a, like... Well, he's a bit weird. <laughs> and he's a bit, you know... He hits on the ladies. He hits it with the patter. Mm. I don't know. I just... I just, I never really vibe with him as much. Whereas, like, the rest of them were always... I don't know. Plus, he spends half the movie in his ass. Aye. In the first one. Shite. 
Take action. Takes his tap off though. So takes his tap. But yeah, Jurassic World. So just before we go, have you been watching anything this I week? I had to cleanse my palate after watching five episodes of Loki back to back. So I watched, which I have not watched in years, and was dying with laughter. Blazing Saddles. Um, Gene Wilder. Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but Mel Brooks movie. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Um, I don't think a lot of people... It's, it's very non-PC, I'll say that. Right. Um, but that's just Mel Brooks' style of humour, I think. And uh, on the back of that, right after it, I was like, I love me some Gene Wilder, so I watched Young Frankenstein as well, which is also a friggin' classic. I'll say friggin' because that's a PG. <laughs> yep, tremendous. That's only two things that, I've watched, yeah. yeah. Uh, as I was mentioning before we were recording, I continue to watch Formula One Drive to Survive the netflix documentary series i'm on so i'm on the last season that's out right now because season four will be currently being filmed with the 2021 uh formula one championship uh i'm a formula one guy now uh i've i bought the game uh i'm thinking about buying a wheel (laughs) (laughs) the hungarian grand prix on this weekend i'm gonna be watching it for the first time i fucking love me some drama and this is get plenty you may get 10 teams each team's got two drivers. They're all going through, like, mind fucks where they're like, am I number one? Am I number two? I don't know. I, like, my biggest enemy is my opponent, uh, is my fucking teammate, sorry. And the the switch-ups, you know, everybody's changing things, everybody's trying to backstab each other. It's fucking class. And you get fast, <laughs> you get fast cars as well. What's, what is no to love about that? It's great. I'm honestly completely smitten by this whole thing. I don't, like, I've never been... A, like a sporty person into it. Like I don't watch football. I don't watch rugby or anything like that. Uh, but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, well, it's on like every other weekend, maybe like a month gap and stuff. So it's not like the huge time commitment it is that to to be like, I'm into f- to to football and I'm gonna watch it five times a week. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't have the time for that. Uh, so <laughs> Formula One seems to be the one. They're going fast as fuck, boy. Man, it's so good. It's it's class, mate. So, aye. Updates next week when I've watched the Hungarian Grand Prix. We bit a drama between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Oh, Had a bit of a clash at Silverstone the other week. Drama. It is drama. Sounds Buzzing. dramatic. <laughs> uh, so, thanks everybody for listening. Oh, no. uh, we're going to be back. Have you been watching the oh. Olympics? I've been watching the Olympics. Nah, mate. I just said I get no time for that stuff. <laughs> just put it on BBC want... One in the background. It's on my telly almost constantly. Mate, I don't even have that anymore. Mate. I'm, I'm off the grid when it comes to live TV. I'm a solely, I'm solely streaming now. Nice. Like, purely don't even have a connection in my telly anymore. I can't watch anything live. Deleted BBC iPlayer. So don't come knocking at my door, the BBC <laughs> man. <laughs> um, but up, no, I, I don't. I don't watch it. That's why I'm going to my mum's house to watch the Formula One this weekend. Because <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't. I get. I got the thing. They were like, "Ah, it's time to renew your your um, TV license." All oh, right. I how, how much is that? 156 quid. 156 quid to watch what? <laughs> like I. I don't genuinely. I haven't watched live TV. In years, like genuinely, like Amelia was like. Oh, you know, I like to put a wee hang on every now and again. I was like, I but it's worth 150 quid. I was like, Disney isn't even <laughs> that amount. It's not even, it's like fucking less than half of that. 
And even like I was like fair enough if it was like 50, 60 quid, but 150 quid. Aye. I'm all I'm all good, son. Watch me get sacked now, because I technically <laughs> work for the BBC. You should get one for free then if you work for the BBC. <laughs> um but <laughs> no, how is the Olympics been good? Fucking great. Love it. Aye. Oh, what aye. sport are you watching? I watched them all. I don't watch oh. shite, I don't watch shite stuff like rowing or anything like that. But I watched the Taekwondo, uh watched the gymnastics. Watch the <laughs> some guy getting fucking cracked in the nuts in the skateboard. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch the skateboard. I watched the triathlon, and I was because I was a night shift earlier this week. And the triathlon uh, was on like during my break, um, and I was just knackered watching them. It was the women's triathlon, so they did the uh, like I don't know, like thousand meter swim, and then the like forty k cycle or something. Then ran a ten k. I'm like, I cool. I've got to go to my work now. Knackered. <laughs> But I keep I keep seeing uh, all of the game sites are going on about uh, uh, the 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 marksmen shooting with the pistols. Oh right! They stand there looking all suave with their hand in their pocket, right? But one of them had a Witcher pendant from <laughs> the Witcher games. So uh, that's about all I know. That and the guy hitting them, hitting his balls on the when he fell off his skateboard and went literally legs between the <laughs> the grind pole. Aww. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> but um, nah, no one Olympics man myself. I watched um, the rugby actually. I watched uh, Fiji destroy the All Blacks in the wh- final. Where is this? Gold. It's in Tokyo. Oh, so as yeah, because there was protests going on as well about that, wasn't there? I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not a political guy. Don't know about <laughs> protests and all that. Mate, as I say, I have no clue. Cap off the grid, son. I don't watch the news. I can't watch the news in the morning. Uh, the BBC man will be kicking my door down. I can you still... fucking want to stay up to date? Nah. You can still buy a paper. I can I'll still buy a paper. T- I can still buy a paper. Get your 24 hour old news. Aye. Aye. Get somebody to read it for me. <laughs> Even better. I'm sure it wouldn't actually cost that much to get a man to just come in here and read me the paper every morning for like half an hour. Like, come on, let's say his name's Billy, you know, like Aye. old Hollywood Billy on the side. He's no saving the day. But yeah. I just sit there and go like, come on, Billy, give it to me. What's been happening today? Here's 20 quid. Find out 24 <laughs> minutes into your half hour that he's been reading you the wrong news. <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> Billy's got a lot going on in his life as well. Exactly. He's reading the paper for about 20 folk a day. <laughs> and they're all asking for different papers. Just so he can build his own news agents. <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so me, Brian and Billy will all be back next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about The Suicide Squad. Best and movie ever made. Best movie ever made. The Suicide Squad and old M. Night Shyamalan's new movie The Beach That Makes You Old I love all the have you seen all the memes going about nah. with this one like <laughs> it's like one where it's like what happened to you like you, <laughs> did you and she goes yeah I went to the beach that makes me old I did <laughs> and it's just like all these really stupid I think people just take the piss at the fact it's like the premise is you go to this beach it makes you old <laughs> like that's it <laughs> so I'm buzzing because I like a stupid movie like that I have Shyamalan I feel like it's these movies I like, Shyamalan's less than After Glass, which, oh, burns me. But 
SD's kind of like, I really like The Visit. I like uh, the other one. Aye, that's a good one. The other one, aye, aye. <laughs> just, just the mysteries. I love, I love a bit of the mystery. And he's, he does uh, have some corkers on them where it's just like shite delivery, shite lines. Oh, aye. I'm looking forward to all of that, to be honest. Uh, and then I'll see the best movie ever, The Suicide Squad. I'm looking forward I, to that. I know already how this is going to go. I'm going to be really into this and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly how it's gonna go. You heard it here first of all. I've got zero expectations for it, so I don't know. I don't know how it'll yeah. go. Big dress. You get Idris. You get Margot. You get uh, uh, John Cena. John Cena. I'm buzzing for a bit of John Cena. Um, and then I mean Peter Capaldi's in this one as well. It just looks. And you get that. What's that guy? It's like Demal Demalshin or something like oh, that. Oh, I, I don't know. Can't quite. I, I can't quite remember his name. But yeah, it looks good. I'm I'm into it. Sylvester Stallone as a shark. Mm. Come on, mate. Tell me that. Uh, you say Sylvester Stallone is King Shark. You don't want to see that movie. You're fucking lying to yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, know. Um. Anyway, I need to go because I've got a meeting. <laughs> so we'll we'll end we'll end recording there. We'll see you next week for the Suicide Squad and Old uh, and I. Uh, I'll be all up to date. I'll finish season three of Try to Survive by that point. So I'll be, anyway, be able to tell you all the drama that's going on and all the drama that's been happening this season. So don't you worry. We'll get our little new segment at the end, our Formula One update. Because I know you really care about it, Brian. Oh, Hunters. <laughs> right. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.